Hey, this is Lawrence Juba from Wings, and you're listening to Fab Four Free For All. Welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All. I am today's moderator, Rob Leonard. And joining me, of course, are my co-hosts and friends, Mitch Axelrod. What's my name? That's right. That's what we're talking about. And Tony Trugardo. <laughs> What's his name? That's Mitch. That's Tony. Uh, <laughs> Hi. We're going to just pan how are left you, and Rob? right. Nice to meet you. Hey, how are hey, you? How you doing? doing? Mitch, hey, good. Hi, Tony, nice. How are you? Good. Good. How are you doing, guys? Introdu- what is this? Introducing, introducing the Fab Four Free For All? That would have been a great title, too. Introducing yeah. Ringo Starr. Yeah. There was a comedy routine. Yeah, Someone no, was no, introducing the Beatles. That was in the Mark Shipper book. That's right. Introducing the Beatles for all years. Hello, John. Hello, Paul. Hello, Ringo. Who are you? Nice to see you. Well, the the record we're going to talk about today is What's My Name? Ringo! Rob. Rob, (laughs) Which uh, came out on on Yumi, Ringo's label, and it came out well, it's uh, not Ringo's label. Well, that's true. Label that's true. No, because no. if Ringo owned Yumi, well, yeah. he would just stay well, home. Well, he has Rockabella. No... Rockabella is yeah. his company, so Wait if you see that if, anywhere, it's if Ringo's. If Ringo owned Yumi, wouldn't it be like slavery? Yeah, well, Yumi ain't no movie stars. What we are is what we oh, are. God. Oh, my God. We anyway. just went to Alice Cooper. Yeah, go. Go. Who was anyway. friends with? Well, was my exactly. Was. Wow. Anyway, Ringo Starr's album is called What's My Name? We're going to talk about it on this show today. It's another album of only 10 songs. Again, again, recorded at Ringo's house. And it's like 34 minutes, 38 th- minutes. Yeah, it's a very short record, but it's it's a fun record. I like the record a lot. Well, don't give away the whole show. Well, that's it. Thank you, folks. Thank you. The shortest review ever. <laughs> 20th album. 20th album. He claims that this is his last one. I don't believe that, but you never know. Well, he claims it's his last collection of 10. He said he's going to be putting out, like, quote, singles or EPs. Right, because, because that's uh, the digital thing now. Well, right. and the truth you know. is that he's following suit to so many artists. I mean, you know, people that I know who have been recording for many, many, many years are going over to doing that. Uh, Elton's sort of threatening that too. Well, you know, if you, you know, I'm not gonna, really a threat. Not, no, but but th- no, but you know, wonderful crazy nights did okay. It didn't do me, you know, none of none of his records. Well, if you, you took know, the best four on this yeah. one even and put it out as an EP, I, but but I think but you know what? If sure. if you look at the Billboard top 100 of all time, Taylor Swift's like number eight, but she's released like a hundred singles. Yeah, well, because it's all digital. Yeah, and that's yeah. I wish they could fix that, but because you, that's you not do, really fair. But you know, you do have to remember the same way some. Artists don't give a flying crap about, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right, right. There are a lot of artists out there now who really are, they really could care less about Billboard. Billboard doesn't give you any financial reward. You don't get anything for being. So the truth is, they're going to release individual releases the way it's going to be monetarily the most sound. No, I agree. But I also think that if you just say to artists, you can't do just digital, it has to be some sort of physical thing. Well, then it would be a little bit different. You can't. Well, I mean, you you cannot say that. No, producing something physical costs money. Yeah, but you can make it a hundred copies or something. You know? Even it costs even more money to make less copies. Less. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what. But it's I'm not saying. fair that Taylor Swift is number eight well, or whatever. Well, to give you an chart. example, my son just saw Post Malone. All right? right, Post Malone is number one at the moment with Hollywood bleeding. He's got some good stuff, but. In 2017, and my son came to me and said, Dad, he beat the Beatles record because he beat the Beatles record of the most, like, top 20s. In right, w- right. But 
realistically, that's not true. I mean, it may be true, but it's not the same. No, it doesn't. You're doing apples and oranges, no pun intended with Apple, but because he's releasing a million digital singles. Right. So, you know, I could do that, too. I mean, not not me, but any artist could do that. If the Beatles would have released all of their singles at one time digitally back then. Right, right. I mean, stuff like I saw her standing there was going to the top 20 by itself. Uh, Roll Over Beethoven was, you know, up in the top 10. So if the Beatles would have taken every song, especially at the time that they were hot, and put out every song digitally, you know, let's just go back and go forward, they would have had... Two hundred, right? Then, top hundred. Same thing. Same thing. Elton John. If Elton, you know, right. Elton well, I'm saying prime. any big artist, yeah, any major artist. If you would have, right? If you would have taken these, for God's sake. Oh my goodness, yeah. You know, but I mean, but, but also, itself, look, you when, know, just yeah, on, just on, on you know, look, with, with Egypt Station, it was very important for Paul to be number one there, and it was also when he worked with Rihanna and uh, and Kanye. Kanye it was very important for him to be in the top. But, but who's it? In, but that's that question, though, Rob. Who's well, I'm it just important to. It, it's it, the well, idea it's that, important to Paul because he talks yeah, about it. But, but you no, know why? Because he's not. You know, with due respect to him, he's an old he Ringo. Right. These are old school artists. Uh, the it's young still nice to hear. But one thing about one, one yeah, thing. But, but one thing about Billboard, which is, and, and we'll get back to our actual topic, oh. is is the fact that you know people still look at it, say, okay, what's coming up? What's Correct. going down? So there is a, still a thing there, but... Um, it's still prestigious to say, I was number one. Right. No matter what. Right. Even if you sold four copies, yeah. I was number yeah. one. Yeah. We but, should start our own chart, the Fab Four Free For All chart. But it is that it is that idea that... <laughs> it's true. No, but it is that idea that, you know, like we were talking about, when I do my Simon and Garfunkel thing that I do with the guys... With that Stick Two-Step. With that Stick Two-Step, I'm sorry. We do a thing where we talk about Bridge Over Troubled Waters having sold this many millions of copies being number one on the billboard charts for this many weeks, the proportionate aspect of that, what you had to sell to be number one on the billboard then, charts yeah. in 1968 versus what you have to sell now to be even on the billboard charts. Even 1998. Even 1998. You the had to sell at least a million. Yeah. Now if you sell 50,000, you're in the top you're five. You're in the top yeah. five. Yeah. And, and it, you know, to me, that's considering the size of our population. Wow. It, it, what it doesn't it really mean it's, it's watered down. Right. It's watered down. And when it gets that watered down, doesn't matter. Cares. Yeah, you no, know. that's on Egypt Station. Yeah, there you go. That's true. <laughs> it's also on the album Whistle Rhymes by John Entwistle. Great, great song. Anyway, who cares? Yeah, no, I meant who cares. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, we're actually talking about Rick oh, Starr's yeah. new album called we are? "What's My Name." See, we've forgotten already what his name was. <laughs> and. Um, uh, it's it's a strong album. It's a typical Ringo album. It, there's nothing more, nothing less. The only thing I can say about this album, which is I think a little bit in different. your opinion, it's a Correct. strong. Well, album. of course it is. Yes, it's, we haven't gone around the table yet. We, it's it's, a, it's your an opinion. opinion thing. It's a strong album. It's um yeah, you know, but it's typical. You know, Ringo records it at his home. In your opinion, it's a typical Ringo. Well, though, he, oh he, it's, not my, it's not my opinion he recorded at home though. He actually no, did true. record it at home. Yeah, it's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> but he did say. That he just doesn't want to be behind the separation of of the glass anymore. He doesn't want to be in an old fashioned studio anymore. He's comfortable saying "Hi, Barbara" in the middle of a song, and that's right. why he does it. Well, I have to say, we we've interviewed Bruce Sugar. Yeah, but when the phone rings and he starts talking he to his, 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 his banker, no, but but Bruce Sugar, he's the engineer on this. He makes it sound really good, considering it's you know this little house. In your opinion, <laughs> no, that's not, that's really no, that's that's a true fact, no, my friend. It's it's your opinion. Yeah, that's a yeah. true fact. Well. And you're right, but Tony's right too. It's like I feel like Blazing Saddles. Gabby Johnson's right. You know, Howard Johnson's right. 
we do need to talk about that because at certain points, when you say typical, maybe, and I know he's not going to change at this point, but maybe he does need to get somewhere else. Yes, I agree. Just because... Everything sounds the same, you know, uh, so, and we'll get into that, but... No, you're right, because, you know, it's like the sound he had with Mark Hudson after a while became not cliched, but it became predictable, and... Well, like a Jeff Lynne album. Right, same or thing, Jeff Lynne, if Jeff Lynne would produce it, you would get a certain sound from Jeff. Well, so. it's hard in a situation like this, because do we want to talk about the sound of the album holistically... First, or no, we no, 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 but I do because have a, it's hard because to you know, for me, talking about the tracks is sort of like beyond the problems I have with the album. Well, we could get into that, I, you know. Just, okay. Let me ask, let me just say one thing. Sure. I was thinking about this at some point because you had said something to me yesterday, Tony. I don't remember what it was because I don't listen, but you said something to me, and I went, you know, at what point, and this is not only for Ringo. At what point do we stop judging them on who they were and judge them for who they are? Or let me just add one thing. If we say, you know, especially with Paul too, but right now with Ringo, he's never going to make another Ringo album or even It Don't Come Easy or Goodnight Vienna. So do we judge him on what Ringo was or do we judge him on what other 79-year-old drummers are doing? Or or do we judge him on the fact that we like Ringo? And a lot of people might not even, will never buy this record. That's another aspect. Respectfully toward Ringo, I think that one of the things that I find about some of the more recent albums is that you, we don't have to compare things to, to the 1973 Ringo album or to the idea that he's 79, or to the idea that he's one of the Beatles. Some of these records that he's put out in these last few years stand alone as really enjoyable, nice records. Well, that's my point. Whether they're done by a 79-year-old, a 40-year-old, or a 30-year-old, someone who's not a member of the Beatles, or what have you. When you put some of these more recent albums on, you get an enjoyable listening experience. Yeah, but do minutes. most people... If it was Jim Smith that did it, and you said, Tony, you want to hear the new well by Jim Smith? I'd go... Wow, good record. I like this Jim Smith guy. Yeah. But you know. do our listeners and listeners in general, Beatle fans, when they announce that a Ringo album is coming out or a Paul album, do we automatically say it's got to be good because he was one of the Beatles? Well, you hope it's good. Yeah, you know, I knew you hope it's yeah. good, but Possibly. it could be good if he's Joe Schmo or Jim Smith. Yeah. It, you know, but do we put added pressure on them automatically? Every single time they put out well, an album, yeah, because yes. we say, "Oh, we're, McCartney's we're lyrically lazy." I know, I, but I think we do. But lyrically lazy, McCartney, and all of a sudden now he's you know he's but doing. That's a cliche. I'm taking you, you home tonight. I, I know make... it's not. Uh-huh. It's not. That's not a cliche. It's not. He, it was, really... he was lyrically lazy for a lot of years. He's well, not he's, anymore. No, he's, uh, he's spe- I mean, I think he's especially not. Well, if you would have heard the last years. two songs he just released yesterday, right, maybe, but they're, they're enjoyable. He'll, they're he'll have laughs. Enjoyable. But wait, he, again, let's. They're also different. They're different. But, but again, you just made my point. Why are they Thank enjoyable? You. And I made my point too. You're enjoying them because they're just a good song. I'm saying they're lyrically lazy because I'm prejudging him against, like, for no one. And yeah, Eleanor okay, Rigby. I don't, I don't no, listen not... to lyrically lazy music. I don't care who makes it. Okay. No, I understood. I, unlike, oh, wait, don't. I shouldn't say that. I should not say that. I shouldn't say that at all. I'm a lyricist. I don't love listening to lyrically lazy music. But you know what? I'm a sucker like anybody else. Or the good hook melody. is. Yeah. yeah. If the hook is amazing. The, you know what? I'm sorry. Jed is stupid. <laughs> 
Jets is a stupid song. It's a dumb song. Period. The end. I won't. I won't listen to any argument otherwise. It's a dumb song. Snookaroo is a dumb song. Not really. Oh come on. No, it's not. But it. No, it's not. It's all right. It makes total sense anyway. It makes sense. Makes sense. Well, Jet. But my point is, it's still a great friggin' song because of the thing, the hook, and the melody, the hook, the instrumentation, the solo. Right. It's a great. You know, it's a pop song. I would say more like a song like "Let 'Em In" is more of a. You know, because he keeps repeating the lyrics over and it over repeats, again. But you know what, though? At you least, know. like a snookeroo, Letterman has a point. It's, yeah, it does. It, but it shouldn't be five repeats. minutes. It should be three minutes. And that's, yeah, but, that's something that... But, and, but going back to Ringo now, it shouldn't be five minutes. You know what? Ringo's doing what Billy Joel said. He's cutting it down to 305 every freaking song. Well... Well, let's talk about it. it. To your point, though, Mitch, there's so much there that we could do an hour on just that idea. Because the problem Correct. is that, for instance, I'll be realistic. I will take a couple of songs that I like from this album. I will put it on Spotify, on like a gathering, and I won't listen to the rest of the album ever again. And it's so funny. I didn't think of it as forty minutes of my life I won't but, have but back. You, but uh, you know Ringo, what? Ringo the Fourth is right. forty minutes of my life right. I don't get back. It's actually this, longer. This was a not unpleasant experience, and for reasons I'll get to that I don't but, need to experience again. As but an you album. just said something. You're going to add it to your Spotify list. One or which, two songs. Which is something, you know, it was only recently. You know, Spotify is only a few years old, really. But that's something. I would have put it on a mixtape Okay, years but, ago. Okay, the but, but the mixtape is, is 90 minutes. The Spotify list can go on forever. You can add five songs at a time. Oh, I like this song. I like this song. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, I'd, I'd put, you know, it would have gone on a mixtape of, you know, okay. Ringo's best of the last 10 years or something yeah. like that. But yeah. I think the whole idea of listening to him as anything but. If this was John Smith's fifth album, and I really liked John Smith's first handful of records, and somebody who I knew had my sensibilities and liked, list, liked listening to music the exact same way I did and said, you know, I don't really bother with the new John Smith, I probably would never have listened to it. Okay. Is Fair enough. Okay. Whereas, because it's Ringo, because we do the show, because I'm obviously going to listen to it. And truthfully, because it's Ringo, and I really like Ringo, and I've been collecting Ringo for 40 years. Right. But if I was collecting John Smith for 40 years, I'd listen to his 20th album, too. What about Pocahontas? Um, about Pocahontas, marry John Smith, make him little poker chips. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. but, but, but think about it. You know, <laughs> part Bugs of what? Bugs Bunny. Oh, oh, I know, but, I know, but wow. Yeah, the people who lost the Pocahontas. Hold it, the, hold yeah, it guys. But the, the reason people are buying this record is because they're fans of Ringo Starr. Correct. It's the same with Elton John's new album, whenever it comes out. Most people buy it because it's Elton John. They hope it's a good right. It's not being played on the radio. No, we know that. Right, and maybe you, you can hear it on Spotify first now, or you can hear it on iTunes first, or however they dish it out. So you get at least get a sample of it. But it's not being played on the radio. So I think it's a different presentation of how a record, especially for artists of that generation of Ringo's generation, you know, if the Stones ever put out another record, I don't know, but they keep putting out live records, which is they'll do another. They'll but, definitely but how do many record. people? Bought this record because it's Beatle related, and they're going to buy it regardless. Everyone, correct? Yeah, but that's, there's no one that bought that record because why? Right? They heard a great. couple of tracks somewhere. You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't no, hear any. We're hearing tracks somewhere. But you know but what? The same maybe? thing with McCartney. We're not being unfair to Ringo. Same thing with McCartney. But Where McCart would you hear but him? But McCartney did a lot of publicity. You know, that's well, and, and that's know. part of how you sell it now too. The way he did it was pretty good, and I think. People caught up with it, especially with the James Corden show. And people yeah. who maybe don't know... Ringo doesn't do that anymore. ...what the Ringo All-Star tours are about. Because you may get the random person who goes, Oh, you know, 
Frank, we're going to go see Ringo in a couple of weeks. Should we get his new album just so we hear it? You might get a couple of people who are right, going to do this that because they where... don't realize what, that the all-star band, they're not going to play anything off. And, and, one song, maybe. And this is where, and, and, and Ringo wouldn't have been the first person to do this because it started with Prince. Robert Plant's done it. A bunch of other artists exactly. have done it. You take your new album, yes. you tie it to your yeah. concert ticket. Since he's going to sell out his tour, he's going to sell no, he's a, not. Well, but, but, he's no, 3,000-seat no, arenas he's going to sell out. He is. He's I mean, going to sell out the okay, Beacon right. and, right. and places like that. So he gets like 100,000 seats he sells. You know, for whatever But that's 100,000 copies. Right. He's going top 10. Right. So And Ringo would never have a top 10. Right. So And they're charging enough where they could throw this in. Right. It doesn't cost him anything. It's, no. not, like, it's not like he's making... Yeah, it's not like Barbara and him are, are living only even off if, this record. Even if you give them a digital copy. Right. Big yeah. deal. You don't have to manufacture anything, yeah. and it still counts as a sale. Right. It's, it so counts. A digital and copy. Speaking, and we were talking about Billboard in the beginning. Billboard counts as long that. as the ticket says Ringo Starr in concert plus record. Yes. Right. So Then was, he would sell 100,000 freaking copies. He says he, he's not interested in that, but you know what? Prince did it. And it helps sell his record. Plants done it. A bunch of other people have done it too. I, and and this album came out at the same time he announced his tour for next year, which is very interesting because he normally doesn't announce it that far in advance. So right. I was very happy to see that. Going to be playing three dates in New York where we, we hopefully maybe see him. We but the tickets. funny thing is, if, if McCartney does that with tickets, right. he sells 50,000, 60,000 at a shot. Right. And he goes, he sells a million. Right, I mean, and he won't do it, no, they, and that's they, fine. And and I don't know, maybe they feel it's not proper or something, but but it's proper thing, to put out five different color albums. Well, that's another thing that because people buy that too, and that helps sell it. That gets on the sell. Let's talk about the record. What's my name, Ringo Starr? It did do okay around the world. It went to number thirty-four in Czechoslovakia, right? Thirty-nine in Spain. In the UK, it went to number ninety-nine, and okay. US, it went one twenty-seven. Yeah, in so. Baltimore, it went to. I'm sorry. No, but no, but what I'm saying is. He still he did chart. He's charting. You know, for for a record that no one has heard. I mean, it, and it's Ringo. It's not on the radio at all. No, no. Except if you're listening to a Breakfast with the Beatles type thing or Beatles songs on Fridays on WHPC. Um, really, no comment for me. <laughs> what's I'm his name? What's his name? Fun. And listen to Rob show. <laughs> yeah, what's his Ringo name? Album. Yeah. Okay, let's start off with uh, the track. Uh, the lead off track is a, is a fun track. Uh, co-written again with Joe in Walsh. your opinion. Uh, <laughs> in Sorry, your opinion. Tony, I had to do it. Like, well, this whole show is about opinion. You of course it is. Well, you what? Uh, what? What? What are we? Mutts. Mutts. I like that. I'm Jeff. I'll take that. I'm Jeff. I'm anyway, the, the first song uh, written, co-written by Ringo and Joe Walsh, is called "Gotta Get Up to Get Down." Holy crap! It's a little too long. <laughs> but like three minutes too. But long. you know what? That chorus just nailed itself in my head. Yes, it, it 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 is an earworm. It is an uh, earworm. Is a is like gotta get up. Gotta, you know, it's just it's just. But Joe sticks Walsh rapping makes me cringe. That wasn't a rap. That's the way Joe sings now. I know, but it. Listen, I like it. It's an okay opener. It's musically good. The bass is really great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, we're talking about Nathan East on bass, so yeah. we're not. Uh, the drumming is really good. Yeah. So musically, it's good. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And, got, and Joe's guitar is really good, and I was really surprised that Joe gets a, a lead line in yeah. this. You know, I, it's, it's got, nice to say. I got to be honest. When we first got this to review, I got about <laughs> halfway through this song, and I just said, "Okay, never mind." Like that's really? it for me for the Ringo album. I was, I, was like, I was like, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, I can't halfway get past the, the first song. song." Wow. I was like, "I'm done." Now here's the funny part. I basically stepped away from it. I stepped away from doing it. 
reviewing it for the show. I stepped away from that. It was Ringo. I put it on. I laughed my ass off for three minutes. I got hooked by the chorus. And I'm like, great opening track. It's yeah. just a kill. It's just hysterical. And it's the freaking hook is a it's, hook. Oh, it's just, there was, but there was you're one, done. I don't know with that hook. But there was one. There's, there's a quote from a reviewer. And he says, <laughs> it was horrible. I can't, I'm paraphrasing it because it's really bad. It said something like, it leaves you with a pain, the opening track, and that's so embarrassing that you don't want to... Yeah, I saw that, it's too. A, that you, you don't want to listen to but the you rest know what? of the... Do you want to listen to the rest, or is it going to be just as embarrassing? That's what, that's what hit me the first time I played it. And I stepped away. I was kind of like, you know what? Let's not go into this as Ringo. If this... That's put my point. Way. Let's not go into it. That's what I'm saying. What I did was I put it on and I thought to myself, if I were hearing this as an opening track on a Jimmy Buffett record. What I'd about a Joe Walsh record? On, or a Joe Walsh record. No, I'd be right. falling on my floor, la falling on the floor, laughing my ass off. Correct. I would right. be like, this is brilliant. But also, it, if it's Joe sort of, Walsh would have put this out, we would have been yes. like, that's typical that's Joe. Joe Walsh. Yeah. Joe. Got any gum, you know? Yeah. That's Quagmire. That's Quagmire. Giggity. But, <laughs> but the thing about this song is it's it's, it's actually making fun of the, the generations that's yes. in front of the computer all yeah. day, which makes yeah. me think of the troll who wrote what he wrote, maybe being offended by being called this guy who's just sitting there all day. Got to get up to get down. Yeah, Mr. Reviewer. Get up <laughs> off your ass but, and go do something there, yeah, Mr. Reviewer. They're coming down on there, Ringo and Joe. They're nice people. You shouldn't be coming down on Ringo and Joe like that. Just, sorry. Who is he? Who is he? I no, no idea. I just felt like that's a new character. Like yelling at the character. But, but it's, it's actually a put down of the generation. It's just stuck in front yeah, of the they, computer. But it's funny to hear, to hear like them rapping about... Facebook and Twitter. Right, like, right, right. What? But but it, it's kind of that interesting. If you were to rapping, just to hear. I don't rap. think that's a rap. I think that's yeah, that was sort of say. a rap. Yeah, it was it's sort of it, like it was more like a, a crap. It's, nice. I wouldn't call it a rap. I would call it a spoken word interlude. <laughs> spoken word. I was actually I was glad that Joe Walsh got got to sing on it. I was. I actually like. I wish it's not going to happen at, at this point. Maybe, but. You know, a whole Joe Walsh Ringo album they're singing back and forth, and no. that'd be a fun thing. Yeah, Why I not? think it would be fun. Anyway, the closest thing you had right. was Old Wave. Let's go to the second one. We should say that Edgar Winter also yeah. is on the track, playing the clavinet. Yes, the clavinet and the synthesizer and the, the vocals. The friend who broke her clavinet. Yes, yeah, that yes. Hurts. Uh, the second track is called "It's Not Love That You Want." I like this. Written song by a lot. Dave Stewart. And I like this song a lot too. I think it's um, it's catchy. It's another catchy song bouncy. from Ringo. Well, you should say you know what? Let's just say the whole album is very upbeat. It's a bouncy record. It's a yes. bouncy C. It's a bouncy yeah, but, record. But I that's the you. thing. It's a toe tapper. This song to me is the closest Ringo comes to a Mark Hudson produced song. And it's interesting oh, that yeah, Dave yeah, Stewart yeah, wrote yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, right. And yeah. if you remember, Dave Stewart took over Mark Hudson's For Liverpool, Liverpool Eight, Eight yeah. Yeah. and sort of, even though it was. He the tracks were pretty much done. Yeah, he tweaked. Uh, well, he most tweaked. Liverpool Late's the one he really worked yeah. on. But this actually sounds like a Mark Hudson produced thing. Mm. I, I like it a lot. I think this song is really good. It's just a toe tapping. I mean, Ringo's singing as well is good on it. Uh, it's a good song. My comment here was it's very, very Ringo album, the 73 album type piano work. The piano oh, stands yes. out yes. as being very... Jim Cox. Photograph. Very, right. Whoever it was came into that session going, oh, I'm playing piano on a Even Ringo record. Even like a record. Devil Woman. Or, the, yeah. Yes, let's let's yeah. play a Ringo 
piano track, no, I, which I, was I, nice. Which is um, nice to hear in the track, too. Yeah, guitar-wise, it's an inverted Please Please Me lick. The lick that goes through the beginning of the song is kind of like an inverted uh, Please of. Please Me lick, can, which I is kind of fun. sort of hear that. Um, there's just enough effect on his voice for it not to be annoying, and truthfully, for me... It's very Wilburys-ish. I hear this and I kind of go, oh, this would have been Ringo's guest Wilbury track. <laughs> like, it, you know, Bongo when you Wilbury. hear Bongo Wilbury. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah. I, think, I think I like the song a lot. It's a very catchy song, and I, I think it works uh, very well for Ringo. I, you know, yeah. Or, yeah, but then again, this is a song where Dave Stewart... But don't Stewart... say it works very well for Ringo, because that's the yeah, point. Yeah, it just works very Does well. Does it work very well? Or if Paul yeah. would have done this, or... Again, any other star, if Jeff Lim would have had this on his album, well, let's pl- let's would have pl- said, oh, very Wilbury's track from what, Jeff. But, there you but go. does Dave Stewart write the song for Ringo specifically? Or let's say, you know, he, he gets back together with Annie Lennox and says, hey, hey Annie. Well, he's not going to give this song to Annie Lennox. I mean, it's it's well, just locked, but I'm just saying, dun, 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 of course, dun, dun, you, you write for whoever you're with, but you don't right. say... Well, it's a good song for a song by this artist. You know what I mean? Like, in other words... But there is one track on here that's exactly that. And we'll get to that later. Right. I'm not telling you. Okay, hold it there. We're going to take a break right now. And we'll be back right after this. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Chiguardo. And uh, just want to let you know that... Here at Fab Four Free For All, we have a couple of copies of the CD that we are currently reviewing. Ringo's 20th album, What's My Name? And uh, courtesy of Rockabella and Universal Music Enterprises, there are a few copies available for you, our loyal Fab Four Free For All listeners. If you'd like your chance to get a copy of the CD, send an email to fab4freeforall at aol.com. That's fab, the number four, free, the number four, all, at aol.com. Get it to us by February 7th, 2020, for your chance to win a copy of the CD. Courtesy of Fab Four Free For All and your friends at Rockabella and Universal Music. Thanks for listening. We're back here on the Fab Four Free For All talking about Ringo's album, What's My Name? The uh-huh. third track is the one that Ringo <laughs> talked about a lot on the tours or any press tour he did or any Ooh. interview he did. Overhyped. He, he talked about Grow Old With Me, which is the track, of course, John Lennon wrote and ended up on Milk and Honey. Jack Douglas had met Ringo and said, hey, did you ever hear the Bermuda tapes? And Ringo goes, no. And I was like, well, Ringo should have called us. Uh, and, <laughs> we um, had them. <laughs> he, we, so uh, Jack sent him a copy of Grow Old of the Inn. And, the and John tapes, did he forget that it's like on friggin' Milk and Honey? Why is no, he no, 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 because, no, because the, the Bermuda tapes, tapes John actually says, says this, would this would be good for Ringo. Ringo. Yeah, that's, that's right. Why. Yeah. So that's he right. sent, I about that. He sent him that. Why, and then yeah. Ringo was crying. I was wow. And so Jack Douglas did the strings on this. He he's the one who sort of set the motion for this song, and Paul is on it though. Where I don't know. Bass. That's, he's on the bass. The bass is very nice. The bass is good, but Paul's background vocals on this are so low. Are and and, and actually just you you would think that he'd be on the chorus or he'd be singing with Ringo as the way like he did. Walk with me. Walk with walk with you. Same thing. Yeah, which is a great you duet mean, type of thing. You mean? And I wish that 
they had done that with Paul's voice because you can't tell. He's, he's not at barely, all. He's barely on it, uh, vocal wise. And also that li- I know Ringo said, "Oh, and George is on it too," because that little "Here Comes the Sun" the at like one forty-two. Yeah, a little. You rough. cannot t- uh, unless I was told at one forty-two or one twenty-seven, whatever it is in the song, you hear. Yeah, it's, it's, you never it's very would know very low that key. It, yeah, very I mean, key. listen, the, the orchestration is done very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what about this song? It's all right. I mean, it's not the, George no, Martin. The, the, it's not the John Lennon anthology version. <sighs> One thing I I sort of liked about this though is that this could have gone where you had like four or five acoustic guitars for the it sound. It certainly could have. Yeah, and, it and, certainly could have. And I really I I, I liked what it was. For that way, they didn't go over the top like uh, I like a yeah. John Lennon anthology version, but you don't want to do the same version. So no, no. But I think that the catch for me is that um, I know John says it's great for Richie, and I think on this recording, I think his voice fits it very nicely. Yeah, he sounds he sounds very youthful on it yeah, as does. a vocalist. But I think the catch with this song is that this is a unique song in John's catalog. I think the catch with this song is first of all. It affects us as a song because of when it came out and what had happened. Right. But John was gone. Right. So for John to be singing Grow Old With Me to all of us and to Yoko was was de- devastating to all right. of us. John's, the Milk and Honey version and the Anthology version are both, I think, magnificent arrangements. I think that the Milk and Honey version, the really simple with the click track and whatnot, right. It, it's reminiscent to me of, well, of like, a, yes, but it's reminiscent to me as a song of like Every Day, say by Buddy Holly, okay. which is a really simple song, and it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. If you really tear down Grow Old With Me, it's kind of trite. Yeah, it is. I mean, with, with all due respect, I don't say that's a cause of storm. It's just, it's trite. And the problem is, the musical arrangement on this is very pedestrian. It's really pedestrian. On this one. It's on this version. A it's, lot of people are saying that. It's not It's not as stripped down as John's is. It's very simple and pretty. And it makes this very simple sentiment, again, that's just Hallmark card-ish. But with John saying it the way he's saying it in the demo, and then the, the version on anthology, right. they both work. There's a certain sincerity and a certain kind of like... But also but, but it's John's a, voice, as you said. It's but a, when, it's, when, you, when it's a cover... The problem is that you just, you have to do something to it to make it distinct and make it, and the problem is they just took the song as it was written and poured on, you know, Stuff. orchestrations and but just... The, and but just it's, a low, it's, it's a low-key orchestration. That doesn't bother but it's, me. But it's pedestrian. It just, uh, it just I, sounds I th- so... It takes a trite lyric, and even though it's a good vocal... It keeps the vocal at a at a medium level. You don't hear the vocal dominating over it, and it's a it's a well, really well, especially with Paul. It's you know, not a good that. arrangement, well, I, in, I, in my opinion. Anyway, my thing right, about right, right. this song also that you know Ringo said he didn't know it makes me think that that tape that Yoko gave to Paul McCartney in 1994, where we don't know what the third or fourth songs might have been. Everyone's always thought it might have been "Grow Old with Me." Did they actually play it? Was it but, on well, there? I don't understand. You know? Like it was out already. I know that. Like it, it's like, why would you have given? You wouldn't have given Paul a song and said, "Oh, here's one to do with that was already on." But then again, Boys and Girls was already 
out. Right, so right. I, I, who knows? I know. Correct. So what do I know? And I, well, I you can tell people it's real love. Yeah, yeah was sorry. was on was, the Imagine soundtrack yeah, right. as, as a demo. Girls. Well, yeah. no, it was actually as real oh, love. Oh, love. You're right. right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it was you're but right. it was a demo version. So yeah. it was out already in '88. And then yeah. one more thing about this song and, and the fact that Ringo covered it. Um, I, I also thought of two other covers of this song, which I, I'm surprised there are more covers. I thought of the Mary Chapin Carpenter which version. Which is wonderful. And then I thought of uh, Glenn Campbell did a version. Glenn's is good, but not as good as Mary Chapin. No, no. but Mary well, Chapin, Chapin Carpenter is, is, is beautiful. Yeah, It's it's yeah. the version. And Glenn Campbell's is nice, too, because again, there's the poignancy there, too. There's, and and now. Now, well, yeah. But when yeah. he did meet Glenn Campbell, I don't think everyone knew what was going on yet. So. Right, right. But I, I think I don't mind the version. I think it's a pretty good version, actually. And again, I just think not, it was overhyped. And I, I like my other trite, thing, trite songs too. It's not to say right, that right. I, that it's trite, meaning it's bad. It's like I'm saying, you know, it's just it just needs to be handled, in my opinion, a certain way to make it a viable. Right. Track. I also and I don't think this was it. I also think that I said it before, overhyped. I think if you're going to make this the focus, because it was, right, yeah. of everything, even the press release, yeah, yeah. if it's going to be the focus, you damn well better be able to hear Paul McCartney. Yeah. You've made it a point to say, Paul Paul's is joining right, me. Yeah. If you can't hear him, then I don't give a crap. Right. I really don't. No. I mean, I think it's it's a decent version. It's okay. There, it's not the best song on the album by far. It's actually, to me, one of the worst songs on the album. Oh, I well, the problem I was there was that. an extended Jews harp solo in the middle by Did Paul. Did you say Jew? I distinctly heard him say Jews harp. <laughs> now there's a, there was a Jews harp solo in the middle, but they cut that out. One so thing, that one the, thing I would have done if if old boing boing One thing I wish they had done if if John had that tape of that of John saying this would have been good for. For Richie, that would have been put it at the, at the beginning. Oh, that's a or wow. great or at the point. end. Or at the end. No, at wow. the beginning, yeah. and then you hear. That would have been I'm much so, more poignant if yeah. you have his actual voice. I that's think. Kinda, oh, I think that let's been go really back and re-release this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll do a mix like that. And send it to Rob, for the <laughs> and then we'll do it for Record Store Day. We'll do it for Record Store Day. One one copy will sell. Actually, you know what? I I bet if we pressed it, there'd be a lot of zone. And one more thing about not that we're going to do that. It doesn't belong at track number three. It's track ten. I'm sorry. This is the end. This this is a placement uh, problem. Well, then you're I thinking have. Ringo's gonna die. No, but it's also a poignant thing. You put that good night doesn't come track three on the record. This would be at, good at, at number ten if you did what you just said and had John's voice. Well, yeah. I, I no, agree. that would have made but it. You would have to, but track ten closer. would have to be track one because track ten. Well, can I agree only with be that. Either one. Correct. I, I actually Correct. agree that right. what's my name should have been the leadoff track. Well, that. Don't steal my notes. Okay, okay. You're looking. Track four <laughs> is called Magic. Uh, and the uh, first time I heard it, I go, hold it. I've heard this piano before. And then the second time I heard it, I couldn't remember it. The second time I heard it, I go, Doctor in my eyes. Right here. It's a, <laughs> what is this? Is this Doctor My Eyes? Yep. Well, just wrote? I got to tell you something. This is my favorite song on the freaking album. But you know what? Once song. it gets past the, the Jackson Brown Open... It becomes a fantastic song. It's, a re it's, it's one of my favorite Ringo the, solo the, songs. Yes, I agree. This In is, his whole calendar. This is, a, this is a, a very touching song. You almost think that that beginning part was just there to get, they were going to fix it later. They never did it. You know, it's like, okay, we'll just take Dr. My Eyes and then, <laughs> and then we'll go into the song. And that's. I just think it's a great buildup, that, oh, that Dr. Oh, my Eyes thing. But. If there was anything called a single nowadays, because it's not, right. this would have been the single. I agree. Forget about Grow Old With Me. Right, That's right. a sentimental thing. Yes. This would have been something you play on FM 
adult contemporary. Yes. This is a really uh, yeah. good, I don't care who it is. I don't no, I care if I remember his name or not. It's anybody who. This is a good song. Someone's going to take this song and redo it. Later I, well, on. we would hope. Yeah. I would hope he would actually. Because this is a really good. The guitar is good. Steve Lukather usually overpowers everything. Right. And he's not on this one. He also co wrote it. But this one is just so. I think it's just a great song. I know you don't yeah. agree. In your opinion. <laughs> well, the whole show. No, a, you know what? Know. It's I, this is my problem because no, it's no, it's it's not a bad song. I think it's an extremely good song. So what's the? Problem? I don't like the execution of it. Really? Like, not at all. Like I hate it. Like this is where the album plummets for really? me. Really? What? Talk. It goes right off the cliff. Say something. It's too slick. It's got an L.A. vibe for me. The layering stops distinct things from standing out. You don't hear any one guitar part that makes you go, oh, that's really nice. That's oh, that's production in general. voice is nice. It's every mid-80s Jefferson Starship or Starship record that I stopped listening to. Or could you maybe say it's a Toto record that never it's was? It's a Toto record. And but I like this song. I, I love early Toto. Don't yeah, get me wrong. But when Toto's third album, even Toto 4... I love Rosanna, I love Africa, and everything else sounds like the first album. You know, the problem is when bands start making the same album over and over again because the production, you know, whether it's Europe or Journey or... Journey has some amazing songs, but sometimes it just all starts to sound the same. It's all that pour everything in their production where nothing stands out. I just wanted, at one point in Magic, I wanted a lick. I just wanted something to go... Meet on magic, like give me like something. Let me well, ask you a make question. Me go, okay. oh look, that's a moving thing that symbolizes the idea of this that we're talking about magic. Give me something with a little flash to to go with the idea. What of do you song. want to yell? Hocus pocus. No, no, I you know. know what I mean. <laughs> but I have something a question. Musically stimulating that that goes above above the din it just, I just all thought starts that the to chorus, fall off the chorus was the it's part great. that it's a great hook it, you know, let me ask you a question though seriously let me post one question to you if you had a mixtape of Ringo of your favorite Ringo songs and this was thrown and in and this was thrown in absolutely what absolutely because what it could be because it wouldn't be the same as be, the well, rest you know what I heard this and my disappointment set in at that this song was now the second song in a row that the production was bothering me. Well, that's the overall so production. That's why I'm the, asking. Yeah. If you strip it out and put it in with your favorite Ringo well, on a mixtape or on a Spotify it playlist. Would still, every time I it, heard it, make me go, wow, great song. I just wish the damn production was better. But Every you, time I but, heard it. But because it's in the middle of other songs that sound the same and don't do what you need them to, it stands out even more. It's plummeting off the cliff. Right, I mean, but, now but it's if it's in the to... middle of a Spotify playlist, you don't notice well, it Well, if much. it's after something is openly produced as something from Ringo or from any of the last... I, see, what I love about the last recent albums of Ringo's is that his voice is up front for the most part. His voice is... But right... his voice has gotten... There's straining on a lot of these yeah, songs. Yeah, there you is. Can hear there it. is. There is. Number one said, that's why they're not going to do it. Yeah, but you on know some what, of the though, tracks which work. They didn't, yeah, they didn't kill sometimes. him. Some, sometimes. But the last but. couple of records, his voice was out there. But he's 79. And, okay. His voice is right. getting less strong. Then in that case, I'm going to be blunt. If this is the direction we're now going to go... You don't want to hear anymore. I'm falling off. But that's why it's, Ringo it's said he's only going to do four songs. Right. Maybe if you, if this is part of his four-song EP... 
then you don't have that complaint. Well, and again, maybe. plus he can just put it out. You know, he and doesn't again, have to wait till ten songs. Ringo Correct. and three other musicians sitting in my living room, and they said, you know, we want to do. We're, we're going to do a song off the new album, guys. What do you want to do? We got three acoustic guitars and some tick percussion. Yeah. What do you want to do? We say, oh yeah, do magic, and yeah. it would it would be like, wow, man, what a great song. Correct. Because it would be what stripped you're saying down to is its element. It's a well-written song, but it's not a well-produced song. A well-executed song. Exactly. And so if you saw the sheet music for it and they gave you, know, hey, Tony, your band's going to do this tonight. Exactly. Let's do yes, he would exactly. then give a sheet about right. it. <laughs> right, I would give a sheet. Okay, and now, I would take a sheet. From thank you, thank to, you. To do it. Thank you. You know. Thank you. Very, very fun. Uh, our next song. You started it. <laughs> I you did. did. I did, didn't I? The next song, okay, this is where people are going off the cliff about Correct. this record. Now, I know Mitch and I love this record, or this version, of Money. Yes, the version that the Beatles covered of Barrett Strong's Motown hit, Money. The Beatles did it one way. Barrett did it the original way. Ringo can't do John Lennon. So they do the New. flying lizards instead. Correct, correct. And I love it. But they don't dive off and just do it. If you're going to do oh, the I flying think they lizards, do. give me the friggin' clanging pots then. Give well, that's me, the only thing they didn't have. Don't give me, but, but again, it's this idea that I love the backing vocalists. They're right. fun. They're mid-70s era Ringo backing vocalists. Right. But you know what? Then give me Ringo. Like, let me freaking hear Ringo's voice. Don't yeah. bury Ringo's voice in it. No, no. Oh, what I like, I love the auto tuning. It's great. But it's that's fun. where people say, yeah, that's what people so, it, You hear no, it so it's much. Just like the flying lizard. It's done it's on purpose. On purpose. And, like share believe. And he's got like the, tomorrow never knows. You and, know. And he's got the fun. You know, the best thing. You know, but you can't give yeah. them to the. He's got the almost Frank Zappa right. it's a, it's deep a, voice underneath it. But it's, it's also. A, but it's one, a one, joke. One thing. This is something really different from Ringo, because he's not doing a straight cover. No. He's doing something a little bit different. And well, that's, Love Me Do wasn't a straight cover either. Yeah, but that was more of a, a band version. You had, yeah, but it wasn't a straight no, cover of the Beatles right, version but it, but it, this is like a little bit out there. It's a little well, bit no, off the well. covering the flying lizard. Yeah, but it's, it's, I it's so. not on the path. It's not on the straight path that he normally but would But here's do. the problem, though. The problem is, and as we did at the onset of this whole show... People are comparing this to the Beatles cover. Right, the wrong, you can't. You can't. If, if you if listen, John Smith put this out. You correct. Go, oh, check out this guy doing a cover version right. of the Flying, of the flying Lizard. Yes, right. but You're most right. people that we are talking to right now don't know the Flying Lizard. Right. Please go listen to the Flying Lizard on don't YouTube. Give a flying about the flying about the lizards. <laughs> right. But go listen to the Flying Lizards and then listen to this one, and you'll get the joke. Yeah, right. it's you it's will. it's right. not a joke where we're saying it sucks. The right. joke. Ringo's it's, a it's, joke. It's yeah. the in joke for Ringo. This is supposed to sound like that. Right. But it's not. Them going, oh my God, the auto tune is so bad on this because his voice, he did it on purpose. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Did you say the same thing with Cher when she was, do you believe in? That's what Ringo's doing. He's going, the same thing with this. Yeah. So just, well, if I you agree. take it. Well, he was going to do a cover of Believe originally and they stopped him from doing that. But I'm I glad he didn't share that with us. Oh. But the, the problem is, it goes on for too friggin' long. It really yeah, goes it's, on for too long. Well, he was probably talking to Paul. Um, again, it's back to what I mean. The album goes off the cliff at Magic. This is too cluttered, way too cluttered. There's, again, nothing to single out. In other words, every other Ringo album we've reviewed, every one, I've looked at my sheet like this that I have in front of me, and it says in one of the songs, wow, wonderful guitar solo. <laughs> wow, at 326, great, you know, beautiful flourishes come in with the strings. And you don't say it at here at all. Nothing. Everything's the same production. Everything just, it's just like, 
there's nothing that happens that okay make you go. so let me ask you a question is it time for ringo to stop self-producing no it's yes it's, actually i think that if he does the next album he should find any producer any producer and, and nothing and against bruce sugar he's he's recording he's and he's a, mixing yeah, but and an engineer though, right? again he's though engineer. he's it's, not it's it, not the ringo's producer. listed as it's producer Ring, ringo is listed as producer. but listen to what you guys are saying though here it is i'm the only voice in the wilderness here you really like the album. Yeah, you really like the album. But so the that point doesn't is, mean he couldn't make it better. No. No, but the, but this is, again, just the way I was kind of teasing with Rob. This is only an, in my humble opinion, these guys might have stumbled on a formula that for the rest of the world may be making them no, go, you're, wow, no, great your opinion, Ringo album. If you listen to some of the reaction on, or look at some of the reaction on our page, you'll see that... So a lot of people have the same reaction you are. Well, and it's again, just all the same production. Right. Everything sounds the same. People said that's good. Some people said that's bad. That's what I mean. So he may be, you know, Ringo, you got to figure. It's not as though do they need to find a new production team? Do does he need to stop producing? Ringo and Bruce Sugarman may have Sugar. been I'm sorry. Wow, well, I'm thinking of Bert Sugarman from uh, Midnight, <laughs> Midnight Special. Special, yeah. Um but but he wow. and, and Bert Sugar might have Bruce Sugar. <laughs> did it twice. Bert Sugar now. Bruce, I'm sorry. Well, you're such if a nice you say guy. Ernie right now. Wow. Bert Sugar is the boxing yeah, guy. Yeah, Ernie and Bert wow. Sugar. I know, but the thing about it is that and that's why I you know we like Bruce. Bruce is a great guy. Ringo's a great guy. The thing is they may have completely consciously produced the record this way. And you got to remember, man, Journey and Europe and Ario Speedwagon and Toto sold a lot of friggin' yeah, records, no. man. Well, that's because we heard it from and, a friend who heard it from a friend. Right, yeah, right. Who heard from a friend that... You, you would you think that was actually record, prepared, yeah. but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> wow. but don't stop believing. We'll don't, no, no, don't stop nah. believing. It's time to take this shit back to but the But one thing yeah. I think, if, if just on the, the tangent... I think <laughs> we Ringo, don't go into tangents. When he did the record with Vertical Man with Mark Hudson, it was a different sound for Ringo. It was a better produced thing, maybe, or differently produced. I guess the different. best way. So maybe he's reached the same thing where he, okay, he stopped working with Mark Hudson. He started doing it on his own. Okay, he's done three or four records. Maybe it's time to bring, if he does another record, another producer in, just to have someone and and go back to a studio. And don't do it in his house in LA. He's, he's going to be 80. He right. doesn't well, give well, a crap about going right. into a studio. Right. And quite honestly, he doesn't give a crap about what we're saying. Yeah, Not only us, no, but, but in but general about... In a sense, correct. he shouldn't. It's, right, he's know. doing whatever he wants. And, yeah, right. and he doesn't... Yeah. Listen, if he cared, he would really go into a studio and say, I want to make a number one album. Right. He doesn't care right. anymore. Well, that, that but it, but he's it, doing it because he loves to do it. Even in the press release, it says, "My mom always told me, do what makes you happy." I'm still happy doing this at 79. Right. So right, he's right. not doing it to, well, he to could get be Billy Joel one. and not put out a new record for 25 years. Or Correct. Six years. And so. and people would still go see him in concert. Right. Probably. He's yeah. not selling tickets based on album sales it's, or it's, albums that are out. But you well, know, it's, it's no, the idea that true. it's the idea that. And, and it's hard, because it's almost like when it comes to the voting on this record or, or uh, passing a numerical judgment on this record. You know, I almost want to abstain, because it's the idea that nothing on this album is tango all night. Nothing on this album is making me go, oh my God, this is a piece of crap and right. must cease. Like, nothing. Did I come down on that album because I hate the production of that record? Yes, I do. I hate the production on that record. And I dislike the production on this record. But... I have to look at this as a, in my opinion, this type of production makes me crawl under a rock. Right. Whereas I can't look at this record and say this is a bad record because it's not. The same way there are people who think Knee Deep in the Hoopla was the best Starship record ever. 
It is. <laughs> get out of my house. house. In anyway, your opinion. Hold it, hold it. It's house. Starship, not Jefferson's it's, Starship. It's still, or Jefferson what Airplane. Is, still leave my home. No, sorry, I'm kidding. I know oh, we still have more to talk about. Band it's not that, and you're a big fan of hers. Yeah, but, but, we, but we that do, album is still hard. We do horror, have more to talk about, so let's get to Anyway, I, I personally like money. I understand why he did it. I like money, it. too. I just don't um, like the song. No, I, I, I like the version. Uh, the next one is um, sort of a, an okay song. It's maybe a little blander than the rest. Better Days. You mean the son of Other Side of Midnight? Other Side of Liverpool, rather? Oh, I... It sounds like the Other Side of Liverpool. Okay. It's the Other Side of the Other Side of Liverpool. It is the Other Side of the Other Side okay, of Liverpool. Okay, I'll go with it that. It does. It's like... Dar, 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 dar. It's got that same chord progression, almost like... When, if you listen to the other side, I expect it to go... The Other Side of Liverpool. I mean, it really, it's, it sounds just like it. And, and But I wouldn't know if he did do that, because I can't hear the damn lyrics. I can't hear his voice. Again, oh, the, the, his voice is he's, a little lower on this one. He's mired. He's mired. I just, ugh. Anyway. But again, this is very, uh, I like this one. It's 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 upbeat again. Even though yeah. it's got like, you know, the minor chords and stuff. It's still upbeat. Yeah, I, and I like that it starts with the drums. I like the way Correct. the drums kick in. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I do. It's not a bad song. It's a, you know, no. but it's sort of just. No, but it's there. all right. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. I, I wrote cool song. Nice rocker. Seems like it's interesting, but why do I hate struggling to find out? <laughs> the middle section, we're only getting happier. Those lines, I think, are cool. And I like the backing vocalists again. But why am I struggling with this? Like, I have three minutes of other things to listen to. Like, it's okay. just... Mm. Got it. Anyway. Okay. okay. Uh, the next song is Life is Good. You mean, And Your Bird Can Sing? Maybe. I don't know. Is that what it you does. Dee -dee 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 yeah. It sounds just like it. I'm like... Wait a minute, now he's borrowing from himself. I was, when I first saw it's that. It's funny for me that I'm, and this is what even is making me more so feel that I don't get this album, because I'm not catching that kind of stuff. Oh, I am. Whereas normally I would catch that kind of well, stuff, but it really makes me feel like I, I'm, and I was listening not, hard. I know you I was were, listening but maybe hard, but, subconsciously you weren't. Right. Because you would have caught this. Yeah. Because that, if you listen to it, do, 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 it sounds just like the... the yeah, a stop. It, There's a stop. Plum evaded yeah. me. I didn't even. Okay. I didn't even feel. You know catch what? I, when that. I first saw it the title, familiar. when you you know don't look at it close enough, I thought it was life's been good, and oh. since Joe Walsh is you know part of the family, I'd think, oh, that'd be a good song to cover. Oh no, maybe, maybe not at this point of Ringo's, but maybe in the nineteen seventy nine Ringo, Ringo trying to sing oh. life's been good. <laughs> I bought a yacht and I bought a Maserati. I have no gold records <laughs> on the well, wall. He, not anymore. <laughs> no. Um, track eight is. Oh, wait, uh, we're gonna say. I mean, the singing is good on on life is good. Life is good. I, I like the swirling effect at the beginning. Again, this yeah. is really not necessary. But I just keep saying, it, it, there's nothing that moved me. The lyrics nothing are a bit that, syrupy and amateur. I yeah, I couldn't better hear days, well, and that makes better by days. Gary Burr and, yeah, and, and Richard Starkey. Yeah. So, uh, oh wait, still working with Gary. Oh, you know, he hasn't lost with yeah, Gary. with Steve Dudas as well. Yeah. And okay, the next song uh, was. Actually written by someone else. Another song Ringo doesn't... Uh, well, he wrote half of it. Oh, you wrote... Oh, that's... I'm sorry. Yeah, it's something. Richard Sarkey yeah. and Sam Hollander. <laughs> Sam Hollander, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Wait, wasn't that that girl's boyfriend? Yes, was it was. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. Hollander. <laughs> yes, he's, 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 he was very saucy. <laughs> very saucy. Uh, Hollandaise. <laughs> Hollandaise. The big Marlowe Tom. Wasn't that... Br someone used to do it. Hollandaise. Hollandaise. Got it. <laughs> uh, the song is called Thank God for Music. <laughs> Uh, a song, another song I, I don't really need on this album. It's not a bad song. You don't need it? We no. have eight songs so far. Well, no, I, I, this one I would switch out. The production else. is the same as everything else. 
That's the problem on this one, like Tony said. Like, when the cacophony quiets down and there's a few seconds where he's singing to just a backbeat... It's good. It's really nice. And it's bouncy pop. Yeah, and it's bouncy pop. Yeah. But other than that, as I wrote down, to quote the great George Harrison, it's all too much. It's just... the. I like the one line, the first chord always sounds better, or whatever... There's nice aspects to all of this record, but why am I grasping at dynamics? I don't know. I'm just constantly trying to grasp Maybe do at your a own dynamic. Mix. I can't. I don't have the multi-tracks. I know. Give me the multi-tracks. I'll do it. I don't think they're... I think so Bruce, you want to send the multi-tracks on a little... <laughs> Someone no. burn and them. again, oh. it's just me. Yeah. It's, it's... Well, it is just you. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, track nine, typical Ringo, send love, send pe- a spread, spread piece. piece. Ben Montench is on... He does uh, nice work on this. Piano on this. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. This, this should have been the closer. It could have been. Well, you you would have had to had the closer as the opening song. Then. Correct. That, yeah. Well, I'm getting there. Okay. Yeah. But if this was a closer, just because it's nice, it's not too much of a rocker. It's it's a mid tempo. Yeah. But, and it would have been like you know if it would have ended with "Send Love, Spread Peace," you know, but, it would have been but, nice. Listen. That's to what the, he's all about. But yeah. listen to the segment of the, of the song when it gets to the when you feel that there's nothing you can do. Why doesn't that change? Why doesn't the song change musically there? Like, well, like the song opens with with the acoustics, and you just go, "Ooh!" It's another one where like it opened. The song started, and I went, "Oh!" And then boom, same stuff. And right. then, like I said, when you get to that, when you feel there's nothing you could do, I just sat there going, "Why didn't this change to something different? Like, why didn't it could have production wise? Didn't we? Well, didn't well we do wise, something than, just than production wise. No, I would like production wise. It would have compromised. Guitar. Yes, yes. A slide guitar in this yes. would have been really cool. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Go ahead. yeah. No, you're right. It's again not a bad song. I think it could have been the closer. Well, the closer is "What's My Name," the title track of the album. Written by Colin Hay, who actually wrote it a few years ago. Right. Mentioned it to Ringo, and Ringo said, well, go find it. And No, actually, someone else mentioned it to Ringo. Did you know Colin did oh, a song right, called What's right. My Name? And then he called and he said, up no. Colin. And he called him up, and he said, find you wrote songs. something? And he couldn't find it. It was yeah. like in the back of a drawer. And then and he, he found, found it, it, and then Ringo went, that's perfect for me. Yep. And Colin Hay is on the track, playing guitar, he's back in vocals. You could hear this him on is, back. Good. This is the country song we always like Ringo to yeah. record. But it also rocks very well. It's self-referential, but there are a lot of songs of Ringo's that do it. So, yes, and I didn't mind it as much. This should have been the lead-off song now, uh, and it's a little bit too long, but not by much. The guitar playing is really good on this. I got to be honest, I, it is too long. I turned it off. Okay, I was. But I, see, I love that whole thing where the chorus is yelling Ringo because it's like the audience. Yeah. So it's like you know, yeah. what's my name? But I, but, Ringo. But, but, I right. think it's great for him. And again, it's hard because you guys were enjoying the album up to that point, right? Yeah. So for me, like I actually wrote, felt really bad. By now, I'd given up. The gag stopped being funny. There's too what's, much noise. A nice drum fill. Some wonderful lines. Not my first rodeo. I'm still in the game. Right. But Ringo's voice is buried. It gets repetitive at the end. I just went click. I went back to it later and listened to the song again. And it's let me ask you a question. I, I couldn't get through it. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. I know we can't go back in time, but what's the difference between this and I'm the Greatest? Ooh, I'm the Greatest is that's, is like much that. more airy and open. That's true. Yes. Yeah. What I'm saying is. If this song was the opening track on Ringo, it would have annoyed the crap out of me okay. because it's still too overproduced. Okay. There's okay. still too much noise. But even it's, as it's a 70s to... song, 
If this, that, it, you couldn't have done this as a 70s the song. 70s song you couldn't have made a 70s less, song this, this noisy. You couldn't have layered this much on a 70s track. That's a good point. Well, you could have, actually. Yeah, but you know what I mean. You wouldn't have. The mentality wasn't there yet. That's a good point. But, but this but should no. have been the opener. Oh, yeah. This definitely. should have been the album opener. Yes, I agree. Especially if, he, you know, this, this What's My Name has been going on for 30 years. Correct. So it finally catches up and he actually has a song and yeah. an album called that. And I think I think it's that, too. I mean, I, I love the What's My Name. It's cute. We goof on it. It's fun. It's fun that he finally did it. But I'm old and I'm I'm cranky now. So it's kind of like the same way when I went to see the police and Sting went, Eo, yay! One too many times, I wanted to get up on the stage and punch him in the face. It was like, shut up and start playing music. Wait, the, wait, you mean like, yeah, shut up! Wait, did you mind when Freddie Mercury did that to everybody? No, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. And what about when Paul says, now the girls, because now the boys, now the transgenders, now the, I don't know. now the people identifying as a frog. I mean, everybody, hey, you, oh, God, shut up. Don't make fun of the PFs. The PFs? Yeah, people Edith? identifying as frogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's what? a lot oh, of them out there. Just, there are. Just, you know, the PFs. I, 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 I thought that was just it. Edith. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Let me pull you guys back in. What? Pull you back in. So we both all agree that What's Your Name should be the opening track. And we also agree it's a pretty good song. It reminds me of, like, if, if he did another song with, like, Buck Owens or something. Remind me yes. a little bit of, of yeah. Naturally, yeah. The, the, that, but the Buck Owens But think of what it would have sounded like if it was those two. Think of how that would have sounded. Guitars, a couple of crisp sounding, sweet, nice guitars over that. And then when the audience came in and went, hang out, it would right. be fun as hell because it would be an open production. And when that audience sound came in, you'd laugh and you go, that's pretty cool because it would be coming in. Now I still it's just say that, warm though. among the noise. It's no, just, I still say among that's the, cool. When I first heard this and, and they said he's coming out with an album yeah. called What's My Name, yeah. this was very, like, to me, yeah. I was like, Really enthusiastic. I, I was, let's put it this way. I was happy the song sounded the way it did. I wonder if it, how it would have been different if Ringo actually written it or co-written it. I know? see. I love Colin as a songwriter. Yeah, I so I think but Colin, also, he, but... he was going to call this album Red Moon, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was either What's My Name or Red Why? Moon. Because one night he was looking at the moon, and it was red, and he was like, oh, there's a song. Or a title for maybe, now. Maybe there wasn't a song that didn't make the album, uh, well, oddly enough. Might have been a title song that got cut. Who knows? No, Truthfully, and who he knows? was either going to call it one of the above, and he may, and he said, "I'll call it what's my name," which is perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, and also, let's just talk about the cover because yeah. the cover has a star on it, has Ringo. It's perfect if you're going into a. Oh, I can't say you're going into a store anymore, but if you're going into any some store and you see the CD, you know it's Ringo. I've got to say this, man. I was Go in ahead. a small private record store in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Yeah, that had a little new release section, and this this guy's store was a mess. But you know what? Front and center on his new release rack was What's My Name. As an, and a I vinyl said to him, and I or said, a CD? CD. And I said to him, hey, dude. And he goes, well, man, it's it's Ringo. you got to give Ringo his props. Yeah. And I said, awesome. So, yeah, man. Some of the, the small stores are still yeah, And still we doing should it say right. it's released on Blue, Blue, vinyl, Blue Vinyl, which yeah. sold out very quickly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and also Black Vinyl. Right. And it's Chip Vinyl. <laughs> we always <laughs> have that joke. It's Chip Gold. No, it's Chip Vinyl. <laughs> I, I know you want to abstain, but let's rate it. Should we always do? Yeah, we do. We've got to rate it. All the new albums. Um, you go first. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd give it a... Oh, here we go. Between... It depends on my day, but uh, seven and a half, eight. Seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. 
No, he doesn't have to. I'm abstaining. He's abstaining. What do you like from 1776? The gentleman from New York? I abstain. <laughs> I abstain. No, because you have I, to watch I that movie wanna, to understand I, what I just I don't want to give it a five. You know, I mean, it's not I, a five record. It's not a five record. That's it's, not fair to the record. It, for someone who can appreciate this, it's a seven and a half, eight. And, you know, it is. I don't. Okay. So I can't. I can't do it. I'll never listen to this album in its entirety okay, again. Okay, good. So it's me and you, Rob. So it's okay. the two of us now. Yes. That's what we're calling the show. Day. We're calling the no, show two of us no, from now on. No, um, okay. no um, you know what? I, I, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I, I like it. it and, and I'm not saying it's bad at all. No, I, you, I remember you, you called me up. So, oh, this is a really good record. Yeah, I like it. So it's you a know fun what? record. It's, it's a seven. It bounces. If you say it's fun, yeah. is it the greatest lyrically? No. Is it the greatest production? No. Uh, are there some clunkers? Yes. But a seven. I'm so, not bothered by the production the way Tony is, but I understand on a couple. I'm of not songs. either, but I'm going to you know. give it a seven, and I think that's fair. Yeah. I wish it was longer though, because you know, it's only f- at thirty something minutes. Yeah. It's like you know, listening to the Beatles' second album, right? Except not the Beatles' second right. album, right? But one thing, right. you know, he could have taken a couple more of these songs and gone on for another minute and a half. Two no, minutes he couldn't have, and really ruined it even then, more. Then if he did. Then I would just stand up and give the damn thing a five. I would just be like, <laughs> if there were songs on here that went up for another minute and a half, I'd be like, screw, screw Ringo, it's a five. <laughs> but it, it was smart enough to make right, them short, right. sharp, and shot. I will say one thing, you know, and I, I'm I'm not defending Ringo, but I'm going to say, like I said in the beginning, for a 79 year old guy. Oh yeah. This album is really, really good. Forget if it's Ringo or not. Any 79 year old. Hey, I'll take it from this perspective. I'm sorry that you know that there isn't another host sitting here that doesn't know Ringo from a hole in the ground no. who doesn't like this type of production or appreciate this type of production who would give this record a higher rating like you guys did. I you know for me That's fine. It's no but you know what I'm saying like yeah, I'm saying sure. like I don't want to be slim but to me it doesn't matter that it's Ringo or that it's anybody else. It's the fact... I said a 79-year-old. I didn't say Ringo. Yeah, but even a 79-year-old... If it was Engelbert Humperdinck. And like I said, if this was a Jimmy Buffett record, I'd be getting down on it for the same reason. But on the flip side, no pun intended, when you say at 79 years old, for anybody to be making a record like this at 79 is damn good. For anybody to be picking this material, doing what they did with it, is very respectable, and it's Correct. also and there's also it's, that's uh, all I was saying. Yeah, to me, there's a there's a funness in the record, not in the as you would say the mixing, but there's a you can tell that when they came in and did this, it's a it's a fun record, right? They weren't thinking too deeply on some yeah. of those tracks, yeah, and, right? And the sound is there because they're just having fun, right? And, and know, that's I, fine. I think uh, maybe the next time, if he does the next time, maybe. You know, he shouldn't self-produce or he should... He's not going to care. He's not going to care, but at least he's still putting... Like I said, Billy Joel stopped a long time ago. A lot of other bands don't live up to their level that they should. I have no problem with this. So mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot. I was very happy with it. Uh, so that's our review of What's My Name from Ringo Starr. And if you'd like to leave a message on our Facebook page, please do. We'd love to hear from you. As a matter of fact, a lot of people already have. Uh-huh. About, hey, once you hear this, you can add to it or whatever. My name is Rob Leonard. I've been your moderator for today. Joining me today has been... Mitch Axelrod. And... Tony Giguardo. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Giguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate 
available on its debut album, Digital Retro, and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.